Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning. It's Wednesday, July 14th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined right now by Clint Brewster, analyst at 24-7 Sports. Have Clint on today because we are talking about the transfer portal rankings that 24-7 Sports does. We've expanded them to 150. So I asked Brew to come on and, and share a few sleepers with us. Before we get started, just a note, there will also be a bonus episode of today's College Football Daily in which Brandon Marcello runs down the projected order of finish for the Big 12. And that's great timing because the Big 12 has its media days beginning today. Clint, before we jump into transfers and putting you on the spot, does Oklahoma go undefeated in the regular season this year? I think so with, with, uh, Spencer Rattler, you know, some of the guys they got in the transfer portal, their offensive line. I mean, obviously the defense is always the, the question mark, but they capped off the year in a big way, 2020. I mean, I, I think that, uh, they have yeah, yeah. as good as good a chance as anybody to, to win it all, you know, and, and go to the playoffs. I'm kind of sharpening up my, uh, preseason take that OU is going to win the national championship. We're going to workshop it. I'll see what happens. I saw Phil Steele said that, said the same thing, but I, I like that you mentioned the transfer portal that the Sooners hit. Last time we did a transfer portal update, my episode was with Colin Kennedy of, of OU Insider talking about their additions. It's it's the new way to compete, right? It's, it's ad mm-hmm. transfers. Even Alabama added two top 25 guys for us in Henry Toto and Jameson Williams. Today, though, we got sleepers. So all I said to you, Clint, was like, just don't give me anyone inside the top 10 or the top 20. And you went and got some deep <laughs> cuts here. I mean, we've got a guy at 107. We've got a guy at 92. We've got a guy at 93. I guess as we record here on Monday afternoon, the transfer rankings could change a little bit because we sent this list off to our publishers to get a little bit of feedback. A few players might move up or down. But for the most part, these guys are absolute sleepers. But this is a good transfer year, Clint. There was like 2,500 players entered the portal. So if you're within the top 150, you're in the top 6%. So these guys are going to play. I don't know if you have a guy you want to start with. I'm going to throw someone at you, though, to to, to start with. Okay. So uh, sorry if you, if you already came in with a game plan. At number 107 in our rankings, quarterback Will Levis from Penn State, now at Kentucky. We'll see what that offense looks like with a new OC, Liam Cohen. What's what's the read on Levis? Can he be the, the rare Kentucky quarterback to to show NFL potential? Yeah, it'll be interesting, you know, because he's he showed some flashes at Penn State. I'm intrigued by his arm talent. You know, he went viral in some videos this offseason on on social media with the arm strength that he has and and um obviously very talented you know he needs to get a lot more comfortable going through reads and progressions and and kind of tying everything together you know accuracy and all that but that's where the the new oc Liam cohen comes in he's done a great job developing passers and and i'm really excited to see what he can do with levis you know levis is is dynamic with his feet so he would fit well in an offense that kind of values movement at the the quarterback position and in quarterback run and and um 
maybe some other teams will 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 crush me for this because you know uh, Kentucky hasn't had a real productive quarterback passing the ball in in quite some time so the the odds are kind of stacked against him but I want to see what he can do there I, I think that he can win the job over Joey Gatewood and Bo Allen so you know we'll see yeah with Joey Gatewood you've and, and Will Levis you've got a quarterback room that could play linebacker the um the thing with the Levis thing it's it's everyone says it's accuracy it's it's the arm talents there the physical gifts are there so in a way this is the Josh Allen conundrum can you teach can you relearn accuracy you played college football you played quarterback yeah can you Clint or are you who you are I think that you can improve it. I don't know if you can improve it significantly. I think that that's that's extremely hard to 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 dramatically improve your your accuracy, but but you can do it. You know, you've I've always t- uh, been told, you know, you got to throw each ball with a purpose and and um, you know, kind of an aim small, miss small type of type of thing and and just and just really just repetitions and and um, you know, perfecting your craft and I I think that that, that you can, but we'll, we'll see, you know, you know, if he can dramatically improve it like he needs to. Well, he's got in our updated rankings, Wondell Robinson moved up a little bit, the Kentucky receiver now. So he's got a top four, yeah. top five transfer target. He's got two. some weapons. Uh, I like what you said, like miss small, throw small, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to give you another one, Clint. Number 54 in our rankings, Karan Prunty. I don't know if I'm saying that mm-hmm. correctly. He was a true freshman at Kansas this year. I had a 67 grade in PFF. People close to the Jayhawk program were saying this guy could leave Lawrence as one of the best defensive backs they've ever had. And that's, I mean, they've had some good ones. Um, Akeem Tlaib, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Harris, and then he transfers after one season. <laughs> Les Miles leaves, Karan Prunty transfers to South Carolina where they needed the help. They only had one defensive back returning. Yeah. You know, USC needs to restore that depth that they lost with, with Israel Mukamu and JC Horn gone, you know, two really good players and and um in the in the defensive secondary so that they need somebody like Bronte to come in and you know he's uh he's real productive as a freshman he broke up 10 passes he was named all big 12 honorable mention uh 24 7 sports true freshman all-american so he he's got that big time skill set you know kind of an nfl skill set there and and um you know there wasn't i i don't i didn't feel like there was enough buzz around him you know when he transferred you know there's just so many guys in the portal and and um you know he uh he was really good though he he held uh wide outs to a completion rate of 38.5 you know as as a freshman and that was seventh in college football according to pff so i mean he's it seems like he's uh he's pretty good player you know i i think that he can step in right away and and, um kind of fill a void there i think so too and i think there was buzz that some bigger schools were originally going to be courting him i'm not quite sure what happened i know he ended up choosing between south carolina and Tennessee, Kansas kind of got crushed in the portal. That that makes sense when you add a new or when you lose a coach. But I'm looking right now. I believe four of the players in our top 150, yeah, four mm-hmm. um, left Kansas. They they added a few. They added Mike yeah. Nowitzki, a lineman from Buffalo, follows Lance Leopold. But when you lose four top 150 players, uh, that's that's tough. Clint, 86th. I'm just going all over the place. So we go from Karan Prunty to 54. Go to 86th, Jelani Woods. A new tight end for Virginia, six foot seven, 
This guy's mm-hmm. massive from Oklahoma State. Yeah, he's a monster. 6'7", 263. Um, he kind of uh, uh, fills a big hole that that Tony Pollan left at tight end. You know, he's uh, – uh, I think that, you know, Virginia is is wants to utilize 11, 12 personnel, and, and uh, they want to throw him the, the ball more, and that's what he wanted. You know, so they, they will kind of utilize his skill set and uh, you know, every quarterback wants that that weapon, you know, that's uh six seven, two sixty-three to, to throw to. So he's he's easy to find in the passing game. You know, I, I think that that he'll fit in that offense uh very well. And uh it's just it's interesting, you know, they they um they recruited Jelani Woods, where he was recruited out of high school to play quarterback at Oklahoma State. And, um, you know, they they kind of put him at tight end and, and scout team. And they were like, wow, you know, he needs to be uh, a tight end. So that's it's kind of how things went for him. But but um, yeah, he's one that I, I think is kind of under the radar a bit and could could have a big year. Well, Virginia's got a really interesting quarterback room. I'm glad you mentioned the note about Jelani Woods being a high school quarterback. Mm-hmm. They've got Keaton Thompson there, the former Mississippi State quarterback. They've got him on the depth chart at receiver. Mm-hmm. They've got a six foot seven freshman or a sophomore. He was a freshman last year. Lavelle Davis actually led the ACC in yards per catch at 26 and had five touchdowns. They returned their leading receiver, Billy Kemp. He had 644 yards. So you've got you've got productivity with Billy Kemp. You've got versatility with Keaton Thompson. You've got I mean, two six foot seven guys. This is, I like their quarterback too. I like Brennan Armstrong. I'm a Bronco Mendenhall guy. I don't, I don't have their schedule right in front of me, but maybe, maybe Virginia is a, a buy. Maybe Virginia is a buy. Kenneth Walker at 92. This is a guy you really like, a running back from Wake Forest, where he had 17 touchdowns in, in 20 games to Michigan State. This is a crowded running back room. Why do you think Walker is going to stand out? Yeah, he he uh you know they they didn't really need him as far as you know depth at the running back position but they didn't they haven't had much production you know and and he was super productive at at Wake Forest you know he's a preseason PFF first team all Big 10 selection you know they they also have they also got Harold Joyner from Auburn um in the in the running back room Connor Hayward you know so they they have they have some guys but I really like Kenneth Walker and what he did in the spring game. He looked like he'd be a key player for Michigan State. I would be surprised if he's not the, the starter in uh, week one. I think they open up with uh, with Nor- Northwestern on September 9th. And, and mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, he can be a, a productive player at, at uh, Michigan State for sure. At Northwestern September 3rd, do we have any sense of the identity Mel Tucker I didn't watch much of him in Colorado. I know he's got some SEC roots. I know Michigan State's kind of a ooh, a, mm-hmm. a blue collar mentality program. So I, I can see I can see a, a world in which they're playing multiple running backs. Is Walker uh, quick and speedy? Is he big and durable? Is he a nice balance? What, what, what's the, what's he's the a sturdy, you know, smaller back. He's he's uh, very compactly built. He's got good quickness and vision a really good feel for the game. You know, he can catch the ball out of the backfield some and, and uh, you know, he can, he can be used in a, a, a gap scheme or a zone scheme. You know, he's, he's got kind of that versatility, but, but um, you know, just, just like you said, with the production that he brings, you know, he should be able to step in right away and, and kind of do the same, same things at, at Michigan state that he did at, at Wake Forest. And then the last guy, one spot above Kenneth Walker, 
in, in this version of our rankings, the rough draft rankings, 93rd overall, DJ Matthews. I feel like I've been hearing this name for six years now, transferred from Florida State to Indiana. I think I saw him in San Antonio at the Army All-American Bowl way back in the day. And my memory is saying kind of small, but blazing fast. Is that is that right? No, that's exactly right. I mean, he's an electric return guy. Um, I think he was like 10th all time at, at Florida State, I believe, in, in um, punt return yardage. And um, so, you know, he's got NFL caliber speed and explosive playmaking ability. Like you said, he was really highly recruited coming out of the Jacksonville area. You know, he made he made a lot of plays at, at Florida State, I think. And, and you, you, you kind of need to be creative to, to get him the ball. He can be kind of a gadget player. But, you know, Indiana needs that speed and explosiveness. And I, I think that he can bring it. For them, you know, I, I like I said, I really expect big things for him as a as a return guy for Indiana. Their offense is interesting. I spent my Tuesday talking, or I'm spending Tuesday. I'm talking to Tom Allen. I'm excited to, to like see how these pieces fit into place, Clint, because you've got Michael Penix, the quarterback. Uh, you lose Wap Filer, but you got Ty Freifogel back. You've got the three of your top four receivers back at running back. You add Stephen Carr to the mix. You got DJ Matthews. I think I think that's a program that with the transfer portal and with the with the returnees, they're trying to capitalize on 2020. They're trying to make it like, you know, you only have a, when you're a program like Indiana, you're not Ohio State, you're not really even Michigan. You you recruit in spurts and and you you are only as good as your players are old, right? Like you're gonna be better mm-hmm. when your player your best players are juniors and seniors. So your windows are are two years and then they're gone for two years and then they're two years back. It feels like they're really trying to capitalize on a window with Penix uh, returning. Yeah, I mean, that offense is pretty explosive. I, I like how they, they kind of move to uh, some spread concepts. You know, they've they've typically been like a downhill type of running team, you know, a lot of 12 personnel and, and, and whatnot. But, you know, with the with the players that they have, and the, I really like the quarterback. And, and, you know, you add in some, some guys with uh, big playability like DJ Matthews, and I think that they can be really good again. I think you're right. That makes it a yeah. fun schedule too. Okay, we're done with our five sleepers. I think that's it. Like, we're, we're finally closing the book on the 2021 transfers. July 1st was the deadline to to transfer and, and be immediately eligible. The, the transfer portal won't officially flip the class of 2022 until August 1st. So I guess there's some more time for a few players to enter. We'll, we'll still see that this week, but no one who would be automatically immediately eligible. It is, you look at these names. I mean, this is, this thing's a monster, Clint. Like there mm-hmm. are some really good players here and the ratings and the rankings expand. Even we got 150 ranked, but there are I mean, there's just, there's no shortage of, of talent available. So if you're a program that, that's short on depth this year and short on talent, and you're saying, well, you know, we, and it just wasn't our year, the injuries and the, you know, just, it, it didn't break our way. I would say you should have hit the portal a little bit harder because there are some absolute difference makers here. And of your five sleepers, Clint, if you had to guess as, as we, as we throw you out of here, which one are you most sure about being right as an impact guy? Well, yeah, like we said, I like Kenneth Walker a lot. You know, he's, he's, uh, like we said, with the production, you, you know, and, and everything he kind of brings, he, he brings a lunch pail mentality, you know, to the Michigan State offense. You know, he's, I think it says a lot, you know, he was PFF first team, all Big Ten, uh, and their, their preseason 
accolades. And he's not a guy that they, they have other guys, you know, that like, like we mentioned before, they have Harold Joyner, they have Connor Hayward and some other backs. So it's not like he, he has to get, you know, 30, 40 carries a game, but he's a guy that, that can um, take the load like that. But I think I'm most excited about him. Yeah. To transfer to that room, I think you have to be pretty confident that you're going to win the starting job for sure. All right, Clint Brewster, we appreciate you joining us, doing good work at 24-7 Sports. Follow Clint on Twitter at ClintBrew247. Excited to see how this list unfolds. Football season is less than two months away. I cannot wait. Our producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trace Scott. Have a great Wednesday. We will talk to you on Thursday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.